Welcome to Long Live the Music, a podcast from It's All Dead, made by music fans for music fans. I'm Kyle Hawk. Welcome to Long Live the Music. I'm Kyle Hawk, Editor-in-Chief at itsalldead.com. Thank you for joining us. We are recording this podcast on Saturday night, February 11th. We've had uh, coming up on 48 hours with the new album from Paramore called This Is Why. And uh, we got a lot to say about it. I'm really excited uh, for tonight's show. We're going to have some uh, cool conversation about a band that um, you know, we at It's All Dead love, and I know that so many of you enjoy as well. I think there's a lot to talk about with this new album. Um, you've heard people talking about it probably already. Well, here's some more. Um, I am joined tonight by our resident uh, Paramore fan extraordinaire, Nadia Alves. Nadia, good evening. Hello, all. Um, you have been talking about this for a long time. I mean, it's been almost what, six years since After Laughter? Um, and the past couple years at least, you know, I know we had some Haley Williams solo material in there, but you've been you've been anticipating this album more than I would say any album since I've known you. Um, is that a fair assessment? Um, I would say, yeah. Um, obviously, Paramore is my number one band. Uh, in the world so every time they tease something I just I get I, I think unmanageably excited about it Jeremiah is I think very sick of me talking about this well um, you know it's been a while coming of like you know will they won't they put out an album and then last year um, we got the first single this is why and the album announcement um, a few singles leading up to it and Friday, the day came, and we got it. Um, I know you're a fan of it. I like it as well. I think there's a lot to discuss, and we're going to try to touch on as many aspects of this as we can. Um, I'll start by saying Nadia's review of the album is at itsalldead.com. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, you can either pause the podcast now and go take a look or uh, finish up the podcast and, and go check it out afterwards. But uh, Nadia, I knew you were going to review it. Um, I was interested to see your reaction. And I mean, immediately, I I get the feeling that this is up there for you in terms of all of the work Paramore has done. I mean, does that feel fair that you're kind of already um, feeling as though this is, you know, one of the best albums they've made? I really do feel that way. Um, and it's not because of any kind of like production level or stylistic choice that they made. I just feel like they feel such a freedom like that really comes through in this album. And I think that's why it's become one of my favorites so quickly. Um, it just they feel like they're, you know, they're at their best creatively and personally, which makes me excited for them in this era in this career. Yeah, I mean that aspect of you know their creative peak, I think, is is something for um, a lot of discussion, which we'll try to have throughout the the course of our our, our conversation this evening. Um, but yeah, I mean it's undeniable that um, they're definitely in the moment making the type of music that they want to be making right now, and it feels really cliche. It's funny because before the album came out, a day or two before, you were texting me about how Haley said, you know, this is the best album they've ever done. And I was laughing because every artist always says that the album they're putting out is the best album they've ever done, which makes sense because if you're an artist and you create things, like certainly you think that the thing that you're creating in the moment, um, you know, maybe a lot of times you got to feel like it's a progression from where you've been before. Um, but I, I think that this album is now 
one of the things, um, you know, that was kind of evident and, and they've pushed this narrative leading up to it of just kind of their departure from the whole pop punk thing, which I could argue they did, you know, in 2017 with After Laughter in a way, but this is even further away from the roots. But what's interesting to me, Nadia, is it feels like there's a lot of building blocks throughout their catalog, even from All We Know is Falling, and then especially the self-titled and After Laughter that kind of make their way onto This Is Why. And this is not, again, it's a different album. It's a post-punk. Uh, it's, you know, much more of an indie feel, I would say, than any other music before. It's a little more raw. But the you can definitely listen to this album and hear moments, for me at least, when I listen that kind of like call back in my mind to moments on albums before, maybe not like the riots or brand new eyes, but there are other eras of this band that I feel like come or, or somehow realized in a different way on this is why am I way off on that? Or did you feel some of that as well? No, I totally agree. I think that um, a lot of people are just kind of hopping onto the Paramore train because there's been a lot of conversation about, um, you know, Haley Williams. And not only is she like one of the vocalists of our generation, but also like I feel like she's just been in the public eye a lot recently. I don't know why. Um, but for people like you and I who literally have picked apart everything that this band has done for the past, I don't know, 10 years or so. Um, I feel like we can see a lot more of the influence from their past eras. I think that other people can. And that's why I think that some people are like, oh, it's not like the old Paramore. But I think that they're wrong. Like, I think this is not only like the old Paramore, but I feel like it's what Paramore should have always been. Well, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more as we go, but one of the things, when I talk about the building blocks, what I'm really meaning is there's, I can hear Taylor York grow on this album, maybe more than anything else. Um, and even those little moments where I can, I can kind of hear things that he wasn't quite ready to do on the self-titled or things that he was starting to play with that become more fully realized here on After Laughter. Like figure eight, for example, is like you can feel pools from After Laughter in that song, only you're seeing the progression of Taylor York as a songwriter and, and a guitarist. And I, to me, that's like one of the things that sticks out the most about this album. Now, um, you know, the, I think the reaction to the album has been pretty good overall. I, I was joking um, about the Pitchfork um, review on, on Twitter yesterday. But one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I, you know, maybe this album is 100 out of 100 for you, Nadia. I, I It's not... I, I don't know if I'm ready yet to call it the best. I, I know I'm not ready yet to call it the best Paramore album. Maybe it'll get there for me. I'm not ruling it out. But um, there are some things here that um, it, it's not perfect to me. There are a few, and I don't want to call them misfires, but just a, a few places where it just doesn't feel like fully um, all the way there yet, I guess. And and one of the things that um, the that Pitchfork review talked about in a, in a way that I thought was kind of mean and not helpful was just about some of the lyrical themes on it. However, having said that, there are some parts of this album that kind of like caused me to roll my eyes a little bit. And that's not to take anything away from Haley and the band and, you know, the growth that they've had as people and the things that they're expressing through this is like some of the frustrations with just the world around them. But the news um, is an example for me. The, the first time I heard that song, I, I just, you know, kind of like groaned a little bit inside. I mean, I, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it feels like maybe it's like 
a few years late <laughs> in terms of just like the what it's saying. And again, nothing wrong with that. But there are just like little moments here where I'm kind of like, you know, OK, I, I don't know that I'm hearing anything like a necessarily new perspective on things that, um, you know, we've all kind of been dealing with for a while. Um, maybe I'm being a little unfair there. But was there anything for you, Naughty, on this album that kind of like didn't quite hit the mark? Or is it just like um, a slam dunk in every aspect? No, I, I agree with you. Um, I think it, when you guys read my review, I know Kyle, obviously you've already read it, um, but you'll notice that I didn't do like my usual deep dive into like lyrics that I usually do when I listen to an album because I'm such a lyric, like I focus on lyrics so much. Um, and I didn't feel like there was a lot this time that I said that I thought to myself, like, this is groundbreaking either for Paramore or just in general. Um, so I do agree with you there. Um, I wouldn't say this is my favorite lyrical Paramore album. Um, I just think sonically it's so fun um, that, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, that's that's a I good agree. point because this is one of those albums, and I, I think you and I both do this. We'll like listen, like on our early listens, we'll read the lyrics while we're listening. Like if you're prepping to write a review, this is an album that's actually better not to do that, I feel like. Um, when I listen to it without the lyrics in front of me and just kind of absorb it. I enjoy it way more than when I'm trying to like follow the the lyrics and listen to it. Maybe that's weird. And maybe that, I don't know, maybe that just speaks to um, kind of my own feelings about this not being some of the best lyrical work they've done. But even a song like Big Man, Little Dignity, which like is a, a thing I can, <laughs> like the spirit of it, I can totally get behind. And um, it's certainly something that, you know, I think is a, an important song for Haley. That's one of my least favorite songs in the album. Not necessarily because solely of the lyrics, but it just hasn't like, it just feels a little kind of dull to me. But then right before we did this, I was uh, looking at a thread on Chorus FM where some people were talking about that's the song that's grown the most on them over these past couple of days. So, you know, who knows? It's still so early on that it's hard for me to make like really grand statements about some of the stuff. But, you know, again, we're talking immediate reactions here. So that's where we're at. That being said, um, I know we put This Is Why as the our song of the year last year. Um, I think you and I both advocated for that. I felt 100% like that was the case. It's so cool to hear it as the album opener here. It's such a perfect track to kick off this album. But as much as I love that song, I was amazed by how many other songs on this that I really enjoy as well. Say um, Sa, which was the single they put out last uh, before the album came out, I didn't like it at all upon... Uh, listening to that song, I've had it in my head all day long today. Like I cannot get it out of my head. Um, and then running out of time is an unbelievable song. Like I, I like, I, I'm going to come back to um, something on that track here in a little bit, but that, that song just blows me away how good it is. And then you first um, is another song that um, I think is up there with some of the best that they've ever written. What were some of the songs for you so far that have stuck out as some of your favorites? So I think that the album is completely backloaded. I think that the first half of the album, it's fine. Um, but like, they're all radio singles to me. Like literally mm. the fact that Running Out of Time is going to be the next single. They're releasing a video shortly from what I can understand. Yeah. Um, but you first figure eight, Liar. Is she kidding with Liar? Oh my <laughs> God. Okay. Oh my God. Um, Crave, Incredible, Thick Skull. The fact that they wrote Thick Skull first and this is why last um, yeah. is interesting to me. Um, especially because this is why it turns out to be the title track. Um, but yeah, I think that the album is completely backloaded. Um, I'm thrilled with this. the half of the album that I didn't listen to. I'm thrilled with it. 
Yeah. It's well, so one of the things I want to talk about is the band did an interview with Zane Lowe, which they did um when After Laughter came out as well. And um, you know, I, I well, one, I just appreciate I, I like to watch and listen and, and read interviews as somebody that does interviews myself. Um Zane Lowe is somebody that when he is in the right situation with the right band, he can really bring the conversation alive and the familiarity that this interview has like sometimes the familiarity can keep an interview from getting to the stuff that you really want to know and learn. Um, but in this case, the fami- familiarity like really opened up the conversation in a way that I don't know would have happened with many other uh, people interviewing the band. And it's, it's very raw and very real. And they talk about a lot of the stuff with the creation of this. There's a specific section where they talk about liar, which is obviously um, there's a lot to, a lot to talk about there because, you know, Haley and, and Taylor York are now, in a relationship and that was a, a revelation you know that that came about right before this album came out and that song is clearly about their relationship and Haley really opens up about um the where that song came from just like from her experience and everything that she's been through and the ways that she's had to guard herself um that was just kind of like you know you almost want to cry just listening to her talk about it but one of the other things that i, th- I thought was so interesting about that interview again goes back to taylor york and his growth as an artist and his fear, or I don't know if fear is the right word, or his lack of confidence maybe in his own self, even as he's experiencing his own growth. But it seems like Zach and Taylor were in such lockstep with the creation of this album um, from the music standpoint. And they talk a lot about different songs and like the process that they went into to work together to collaborate and try to create soundscapes that made sense for Haley um, to, you know, do her thing uh, as a, and, you know, fully realize it into a song. But as interesting, uh, one of the things I want to talk about with this running out of time, which I've thought is one of the best. And Zane Lowe was talking about how it's his favorite song on the album. Apparently Taylor York hated it and wanted like fought hard to like keep it off the album because like, there's something about it to him that it didn't fully come into the, the final thing of what he was wanting but the, the whole conversation is just incredible because you're hearing these people like in the aftermath of creating something and i think every time you create something it takes a little bit of a toll on you and they're kind of like digging into what it meant for them to do it this time around and be paramore again um so anyway i know you haven't watched the interview nadia but it was to me it, it really kind of like brought to light how the dynamics of these three have sort of crystallized into something that allows them to make what they've made here with this album. Yeah, I totally agree. And when you're talking about Taylor and like his growth as an artist, um, I think it's interesting that, I mean, from an, from an outside view, he's the only one who took six years off. Um, Haley released two albums. Zach yeah. released a couple of albums. So the fact that he really did have like six years to let something simmer and like grow as an artist and mess around the way he wanted to without having like the what's the word I want like the pressure of having it be recorded for forever, I think really played to his benefit this time. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's so it's uh it's interesting, you know, you were talking about the back half of the album being your favorite. And I've seen people, everybody keeps talking about the halves of it, that there is a front half and a back half, um, which, you know, I, okay, obviously. I mean, it's 10 songs long, so there's five and five. I haven't felt as much the divide. I see where you're coming from, though, about the singles kind of being top heavy on this. But I have seen people argue for 
either the front or back half of this album as being superior. I actually like the first half a little bit better. That's only because there's a few songs on the back half. Like I actually didn't, I, I, I don't know if thick skull, I, I, again, it's another one of those songs I probably need to spend more time with. Um, figure eight. I like, um, I do like you first and I do like liar crave is really interesting because that's another one of those songs where, um, and, and Haley's actually talking about like, it's, you know, that desire, to go back and enjoy the things that she didn't let herself enjoy before that feeling of like, Oh no, I never allowed myself to be in the moment and those moments are gone. And now I can't go back and have them anymore. And I thought that was, um, you know, with everything that's been talked about leading up to this album, I thought that was a really interesting perspective to share. Was there anything about that song that sort of stuck out to you? I think that's my favorite song on the album. And I think that I I feel the same way about things that she does, which is why I listened to it. And I said, oh, no, um, I haven't cried about it yet, but that that's going to happen. Like, I'm going to be in the car on the way to work in a couple of days. And then all of a sudden that's going to play and I'm going to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> like, I can feel that that's going to happen for me. Well, hang in there. Um, hopefully, it, hopefully it'll be cathartic more than uh, detrimental. Um, you know, speaking of Haley. Um, we talked about having the solo albums a couple years ago. We didn't know if Paramore would come back. They are back now. Um, is this, what do you feel like in terms of like where we're at now with Haley Williams? Um, it feels like she has publicly worked through like so many things that, you know, were just brutal about her coming up experience as a person and an artist, you know, and um, I mentioned when we did the podcast and after uh, the When We Were Young Festival and the speech that she gave about like, hey, I know everybody's nostalgic for this whole scene, but it actually kind of sucked, you know, when we were coming up and um, she's been able to, you know, become a, a public figure of sorts and talking about some of the toxicity that she's experienced as a woman in music and other people have had to deal with. And I think because of that, she's become a model for artists like Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo and all the, the a new generation of women who are now making music and look to Haley as sort of the example. And this album, I, I think the solo albums um, or pedals for armor was like the first step in this direction for her. But this album for me fully feels like not only like vocally, just in what she's doing now, but what she's saying, how she's talking about things. This feels like we've, we've reached a different, um, a different era for Haley and that it's not ever going to be the same again. And I don't, I'm probably overgeneralizing or trying to wax too poetic on this, but what are your thoughts on that as somebody that has followed her really closely? And I feel like has a really good feel for, um, you know, her as, as an artist. Uh, no, I totally agree. Um, she and I have like, I don't want to say the same, like very similar. We grew up in church. Like we grew up in, you know, trying to be creative in a scene that wasn't really good for women or really people who had any kind of faith system. And so like now seeing her like not grow out of it, but like really come through it and, you know, form her own opinions and twist those things around to like make it what she wanted um is really inspiring and something that like I'm also doing which is why I do feel such a kinship with her um but yeah I really feel like this pat these past couple of years have been a real crossroads for her 
Um, I feel like Petals for Armor was just, like you said, that exactly that first step. Um, she almost needed to work through things personally before she could work through it in a Paramore way. Um, and I feel like this yeah. is like that perfect I don't know. It feels like a perfect culmination. Like it really feels like she's glad to be in Paramore again. Um, and she's glad to be part of the team, um, like in a new way than, you know, just being a band member and the way that she's been in the past. It just feels like, feels like she has like a new appreciation for it almost. Um, and I just think it really comes through this time for her. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's another one of those. I mean, this band has been through so much. I mean, obviously Haley has and the band as a whole has been it's been a tumultuous existence. And even just watching that interview with Zane Lowe, I'm just watching. I'm like, I just want you guys to be OK. Like, I just want to know that, like, everybody's OK, you know, and I know we're not OK. And that's kind of like point part of the point of <laughs> I think what they're doing with this album. But like, you know, you I do wish. I wish them well as people as much as I do um, artists who create this music that we enjoy. Um, it seems like the overall reaction to this album, you know, critically and everything I've seen online, I guess, um, has been pretty positive. You know, we talked about the Pitchfork review a little bit, but by and large, you know, to make an album like this, which is such a... Uh, feels so far away from some of the stuff that they're best known for. Um, it, you know, it's nothing like Riot or, you know, anything like that. But it feels like everybody came along for the ride. And it even feels like they've definitely picked up people along the way who, you know, weren't on the bandwagon back in the day. Um, what's What have you seen, Nadia? And do you get the feeling like that this is kind of like their moment? Uh, Pitchfork is never positive. So let's just put that out there. All right. I... <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. I hate them. Okay. I literally hate Pitchfork. <laughs> um, they're all too pretentious. Like, let's have some fun here. Um, but yeah, I agree. Everything has been really positive. Everything that all the tweets and like all of the um, like pictures from all of the listening parties have just been people really excited to like to really get back into the Paramore scene and not like in a way of, oh, I still listen to Paramore, but like I still listen to Paramore because they're still putting out good music that's worth listening to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, I think that's a really great way to put it. Um, and to the point of like Paramore being back now, one of the interesting things is that this is the final album that was a part of the original contract that Haley had with Atlantic Records, which has been discussed ad nauseum through the years of like what that meant and whether the, you know, the band was created as just like a, a thing for her to like really, you know, kind of uh, cut her teeth so that she could fully become a, a solo artist. I mean, she's talked, um, so much about like what this band and what Paramore means to her. And it means to everybody that's part of it. Um, I don't get the feeling that this is like a final chapter. If anything, I feel like we're not even talking about chapters. It's like the original book of Paramore is closed, but now there's like a whole new second volume that's beginning. Um, and who knows, you know, uh, I mean, with this band, you can never say never. Uh, you can never really count on anything, you know, being what you think it's going to be in the moment because um, they go through change as much as, you know, almost any band that we talk about on this podcast or on our website. But if I had to bet money on it right now, I just feel like there's a whole other era of Paramore that's just beginning right now. How do you feel? I 100% agree. Um, I've said for the past couple of years that whatever they released next would be their last album. Um, I'm walking that back. I'm walking that back publicly, everybody. Um, I go. really do think that they're, they're 
they're in for the long haul here. Um, and actually, I don't know if I didn't know that this was their last album on that contract or if I didn't remember. Um, I can't remember. But I'm, Yeah, I had no idea yeah, until like, I saw him talk about big. it in an interview. That's like a big moment for them. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how that plays out, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, they, you know, she kind of talks about it on the, um, on that Zane Lowe interview as well. And by the way, that's not like the only interview. One of the things about how big, you know, this being Paramore's moment, they've been everywhere. Like it's literally like right before this, there was an article in time, um, that where they're reflecting on all the albums, but like people have really, um, pushed, you know, gone all in on the Paramore, um, album cycle, um, at this point, I'm I'm so excited that I get to see them in June. It was cool to see them at uh, when we were young and they played This Is Why. But, the, you know, they were there to play a lot of the hits, um, which, of course, I love. But I'm excited to see them headline this summer and play a lot of this stuff live. I'm really interested to see how they craft a set list because they've got so many different wells to draw from now. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they put it all together. So um, it'll be a fun time. Um, I put this on here for us to do. We did it on the fallout boy podcast. Nadia, are you at a place where you're ready to, to rank the Paramore albums or is that an insane exercise at this point? Is this like a fast rank or like, are we going to, are we going to, is this the rest yeah, it's of our a fast? No, it's <laughs> like... a fast rank. <laughs> um, should, no, I can't go first. You have to go first. Okay. Let me think about it. All right. Um, it's funny cause I really didn't prepare for this at all, but I, I am, I think ready to kind of like come off the top of my head and try to do this. So same as it was whenever we did our big Paramore podcast at whatever point where we did the full album rank thing, brand new eyes is in sixth. I know that's a hot take. I know so many people disagree with me on it. I just, for whatever reason, I just have in that album, it was a weird part of my life, and I think that affects it too. There's a lot of things with it that make it sit there. And it's not that I don't like it. I, I still think it's a great album. It's just if I had to rank them, that's coming in sixth. All We Know Is Falling um, has always been so close to my heart, and it's been an album that means so much to me. And it speaks to such a specific point in my life and the music I loved and everything that was happening. Um, and it's always one of my favorites, and it feels like yucky to rank it fifth because i feel like it should be so much higher but like it's impossible to deny (laughs) how much the band has grown since that album came out so i think i gotta put it um in fifth place um and now it gets tough like i don't know nadia i don't know how to do the top four um but i guess i'm gonna go i guess i'm gonna go this is why for uh paramore no 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 this is why for after laughter three riot to paramore one (laughs) and i have no idea if i'm gonna agree with that five minutes from now but that's what i did right now um i like after laugh right now in this moment i like after laughter more than this is why um i mean i just i'm more of a synth pop kind of guy than i am a post-punk you know funky groovy um indie rock kind of guy so i think that's why that album is ahead for me and then riot is a classic and and i've always been a big big defender of the self-titled i still think it's probably a little bit too long like it's it's really really long and there's probably a few songs you could cut but man that album just does not get the credit it deserves in my opinion so there you go i may totally 
scrap this in five minutes, but that's that's where I am right now. Your turn. <laughs> that's why you went first. Um, okay, that was so a number mess. six. No, mine's not good either. Because here's the thing, all right? And I think I've said this when we rank things before. There's no bottom album. There's no right. bottom album with Paramore, okay? Yeah, so it's tough. let's just preface that. Um, however, for me, all we know, I think, have we ranked Paramore before? I can't remember. We did, but it's been a long time ago. Okay. I think if I if I was there, I still put all we know as my as my bottom album. Um Yeah. No again, no particular reason to anybody, okay? Um number 5, I'm going to say this is why, which that could that could change eventually, but wow. right now I feel like that's safe. I feel like that's safe. Okay. okay. I have such an attachment to all of these, well, f- five and a half of these albums. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. these, these are important. These are, this is, this is self-definition right here. <laughs> anyway, number four, I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick After Laughter there. Um, After Laughter is still has some of my favorite Paramore songs, um, but they just, I don't know. It just can't beat the classics. Number three is Riot. Um, number two is they're self-titled. I listen to that album probably probably weekly. I listen to self-titled. Um, wow. But Brand New Eyes is still number one for me. I love that album to death. I would kill for it. I would die for it. Yeah, the reason and I know then, that we've done this before is that I remember that that's your yes, favorite and it's 100%. my least favorite. Yes, and it's your least favorite. That's right. And look, there's a lot of people that rank that as, as the best album. The funny thing is like, you really can make a case for... Like, there's no ranking that someone could give me that I would be, like, upset about or feel like I needed to argue about. Like, it's just like... No, I agree. Nobody's wrong. Yeah. This is one of those bands where I think every album is excellent, and I will hear an argument for any of the albums being what somebody considers the best. So, um, that's you know, that's just what it is. Um, I'll, I'll be interested, though, like a year from now... You know, if I ask you about this, where you end up putting this is why and where I end up putting it, I don't know if it's going to stay number four. I mean, like I said, it could be number one, could be number six. I, I just don't know yet. Um, I know it's good. I know I like it. Um, but yeah, we're, we're still not quite 48 hours into it. And it's going to take some time to really simmer and um, figure out where we place it. But for now, this is an album that I can confidently say I am going to be listening to all year long i can't wait to listen to it when the weather gets nice because there's so many moments it doesn't feel like a winter album i guess um i don't know if you feel that way but part of me is like oh i can't wait for i can't wait for spring or summer um and i'm really going to be leaning into a lot of this album pretty hard is that did you get that vibe from it yeah, it feels very spring to me. I feel like they just wanted to get it out. I feel like they were probably just sick of talking about it. And they were like, let's do this as early as we can. Um, like, yeah. honestly, I feel really bad for Pierce the Veil because they released yesterday, too. Oh and God, nobody's talking about it. Yeah, I feel bad for them. I The funny thing is I knew that was coming and I didn't realize until yesterday that it was the same day. <laughs> And I was just like, ah, it's tough. brutal. It's like yeah. the same. It's like when Paramore released a single, and then <clears throat> uh, Taylor Swift released Midnight's or something. Like it was the same exact right. thing. Like it's yeah. just it happens. Um, I could see this is why jumping to like three. To be honest, for me, yeah. If we're going well, back to rankings, I can feel that happen. Once once the weather breaks and my seasonal depression is gone, it might it might jump. Well, it'll be fun to. It'll be fun to discuss when we're 
um, once we've had some more time with it. Um, and, you know, again, it's going to be a crazy year. They've got, uh, they're continuing their, their big tour. They're going to be opening up for Taylor Swift uh, a little bit later this year, which is just insane. And it's funny, another, I'm, 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 I'm so sorry I keep talking about the Zane Lowe interview, <laughs> but uh, there's a Haley name drops Taylor Swift like quite a lot now, um, which is kind of funny. Um, I mean, it's I, I think it's kind of cool that they've and they've had a kinship since like before they were really famous because um, they both kind of came up in the Nashville music scene around the same age and everything. But it's uh, it's so I mean, it's cool, I guess, that uh, the two of them are just like buds and stuff. But I think it's neat that they're going to be opening for taylor swift this year it should be kind of a fun experience i'm not going to any of those so it's fine i'm trying so you're not to make find a way to get to it. boston calling i don't know the tickets are already sold out all right i don't know what Oof. to do i just need paranoid i just need paramore to play a regular arena show all right this is this is my bone to pick with paramore okay can you just do a regular <laughs> show for once in your life Okay. Boston, the last right? time I saw them in Boston, the last time I saw them, I had to drive to New Hampshire, which is, there's nothing wrong. I would do it again. Okay. But if I didn't have to do that and I could go to like, I don't know, TD garden or something, that would be cool too. I'm just saying it'd be cool. Be nice. It's funny because you got so worked up right there and I heard your Boston accent come out in a way that I have not heard before. <laughs> that was really funny. It's really fun. Isn't it? It's special. Yeah. I try to be professional. Oh boy. Well, um, hopefully you heard that Paramore next time around, you're going to need to do a not festival show in the, uh, in the old Northeast area. But, um, in the meantime, we have, this is why it's finally here. We both think there's a lot more Paramore to come. We're excited about it. We love it. We want to hear what you think about it. Like I mentioned, Nadi's review is up, but it's all dead.com. Go check it out. Um, if you like our podcast, well, subscribe to it come follow us on our social media channels and let us know what you think um we'll probably put a post up for um asking people's thoughts on their ranking of the album so we would love to love to hear what you think um for now though that's going to do it for this show nadia thank you for joining me on the podcast to talk about this it's always a pleasure to chat with you and uh always a delight to talk about paramore I do love a parapod. Let's do more of them. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm Kyle Hawk, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Long Live the Music. If you like our show, come find us on Twitter and Facebook at It's All Dead. And of course, come visit our website, itsalldead.com. <laughs>